Welcome to another episode of the Church Lives Podcast, the podcast where we expose the lives of the church one scripture at a time. I am your host, E-Dub, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hey, this is uh, Jonathan Timberwood on your uh, NPR network. So uh, we're right now we're going to get into some some good hits. We're going to listen to some Kenny G right here. No, I'm good. This is Ismail, a.k.a. Doc. So what's going on, everybody? I'm, I hope everybody's doing well, even though we had a pretty crazy week. Crazy week. Absolutely insane week. <clears throat> and what we're going to do today, um, we're actually going to do the podcast about what's taking place right now in America and and how it ties into the scriptures. So last week we started the series Jews, Gentiles, and Judgment. And we talked about what the most highest people, what they what they were doing and what they look like in the scripture and what they're doing now. And we're going to continue that, but we're going to move a little bit to the judgment part because it looks like the judgment is, is, has started. What do you think is, has it started? Uh, it, it definitely, uh, definitely looks like it. It, it, it really does. Uh, you know, we, we, we said before on this podcast that we don't think that it is a coincidence that we have the 400 years and then almost immediately immediately after that, COVID started. COVID started, you have the lockdowns. COVID started, you have mass unemployment. Uh, COVID started and then, uh, this, this isn't because of COVID, but then we have the, uh, the unrest, all of the protests all over the country. George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Breonna Taylor, you know, all of these things unfolding while the economy is steady deteriorating and have this chatter about civil war that's been going on since last year. And now it's culminated to the point to where there is a party that feel so strongly about what they believe that they need to ransack the Capitol building and go into the chambers where the House and the Senate, Congress, are, are convening to go over the, uh, to affirm, I'm sorry, the results of the Electoral College. They feel str- so strongly about what they believe that they feel like they needed to disrupt it to the point to where it costs at least five lives. So is I want I want you to get started on what you think about everything that, that, that went down, at least yeah. on Wednesday and since then. Yeah. When when the news came up, I was like, okay, um uh, well, actually before even that, like a couple weeks ago, uh it was told like people were saying that, oh yeah, the they're gonna have a Something was going down on January 6th. I'm like, oh, that's, that's going to be interesting. So I didn't know that there was going to be a, a Trump rally that was going to be happening on that day. Because I know that there was going to be like some senators that was going to be voting against the Electoral College revo- uh, results. So I was like, okay, I guess it's that. 
then um, found out that, oh, there's going to be a Trump rally. All right, whatever. But then when it came on the news, uh, Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. I'm like, huh? Wait, what? (laughs) They did what? They just showed images of them like uh, breaking down the door and going in and going in Congress and going into people's offices. I'm like, what the heck? They just they just let them do this. <laughs> um, this that's just weird, and just ransack everything. And then person got killed. I'm like, wait, what? How did the how did people get killed? Like that yeah. that was not. It's not like they were warring, like they were battling against somebody, or like, yeah, they're like, wait, how did how did four people get killed from that? Then, so it was just like, dang, man, this is like my mindset was: these white people going crazy. This <laughs> this pretty wild. Like, they they ran through the Capitol, just bruh, that's wild. Where was security? Then, um, so that was pretty much my initial reaction. And then when I started seeing the fallout from that. That's when I was like, mm, I don't, I don't like where this is going, because mm-hmm. the fallout was people were blame like uh, news pundits were blaming social media and blaming the internet, and I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all, because, um, I like I I could be wrong, but I I could have swore that uh like Facebook and Twitter and like other social media platforms, their argument was they shouldn't be held responsible for what their users do. Mm-hmm. Because that, like, they can make all the rules that they want, but the users are ultimately going to do what they want. But they shouldn't be held responsible for, let's say, a, a user uses Twitter to say, hey, yo, I'm going to do this shooting or whatever. And then when they go go about doing it, like Facebook, Twitter, none of them should be held liable for what this user did. That that's not something that they can control. No matter how much moderation, it's like if the person posts that and they wind up doing it, like that, you can't say, "Oh, Facebook was to blame." Why? Like that they they're just providing a medium. That's that's way too much oversight that you're giving a company. And you're essentially absolving that uh, other person of any risk, like like personal responsibility. Like he made that decision to do what he wanted, but you're blaming the company for posting for allowing him to post that on the platform. But that doesn't take away the fact that that person did it. Like, why are you blaming the the social media platform? They're just a forum. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. So when the fallout was, oh, we're gonna ban Trump's uh, Twitter. Hmm. Oh, okay. So you're going to silence him? So, because then, then it's like common sense. It was like, so what your plan is, is to silence the leader of a party who's already complaining about being silenced? That sounds... Sounds like a recipe for more chaos. Yeah, exactly. Like that sounds like a re- you're only proving their point. Like you're not really uh combating anything. You're essentially 
same their whole thing is we're being censored so your thing your plan is to censor their leader <laughs> like that that don't make sense and then saying oh well he violated this so many times so we're just gonna go ahead and ban him but why like that that's not a that's not really a good enough reason but um whatever so then uh what was it yet then it's they also said that this app parlor that was being removed from the play store. I'm like, wait, that that's a problem. That's that was the that was the thing that I had a huge problem with. Because it's like you're you're banning a whole social media network because conservatives use it. Oh, it was because they were inciting violence on that. That's on any app. You know, like if you were like that's on every app. So you're saying that they weren't inciting violence. Let's say on a smaller scale. What about um, some of these uh, artists' fans who winds up sending death threats to these uh, random people or other other um, music, um, like other artists? Mm-hmm. And we always say that oh, they're not supposed to be they're not supposed to be held responsible for the, what their fans do. But you don't see them getting banned. They they continuously mm-hmm. send death threats. So you're not doing anything about that, and that's that's inciting violence. You're not doing anything about what people like. A lot of people like there may be people on the left that also incite violence, but you're not doing anything about that. So for you to ban a whole social network, all be and then and all over this, it's like that's mm, I don't like that. That that's a little too much. Look, I ain't a conservative. Like, of course, I have some conservative values. I have some liberal values. It's like I'm a person. I I just look I just look at it like that. Look, I don't I don't adhere to any political party. I just do my own thing. And whatever party I feel benefits me, then I'll vote for it. If I don't like a candidate, I won't vote for him. It's simple as that. And even though there's some people that have disagreed with it, I don't care because you're not about to guilt trip me into voting for something that I don't feel comfortable with voting for. And I, if a person has done so much harm to a specific group for a long period of time, I'm not about to reward them with a promotion that that just don't make sense in my eyes. I don't like, like um, there've been some people that have critiqued that, but Okay, like I mean, you could do it. I'm not about to stand in your way of doing that. But from a moral standpoint, no, nah, that, that I'm not about to do that. That's no, I'm not about to promote and uh, reward bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, you know what? Hey, I know that you spent this 47 years making black people's lives awful, but we don't like this guy, so we're gonna vote for you. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> but anyway, I think I think that that you are bringing up about the division um, between both sides, between the left and the right. I think that that's very um, prevalent to um, not only what's happening now, but what the scripture is saying. Because there's there's ample scripture about what happens to a divided kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did 
Yahushua say in Matthew chapter 12, verse 25, he said, Yahushua knew their thoughts and he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house that is divided against itself shall not stand. He said the same thing in Mark chapter 3, verse 24. If a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And, and that's that's honestly what we're we are looking at. So when you say, well, they censoring uh the right and they're censoring what they say and what they do behind the guise of well, we gotta make sure this don't happen again so that they're not inciting violence. It's actually giving them uh, more encouragement mm -hmm. to do what they, to make their voices heard. Right. It's, so you're, now, you're, you're trying to silence a, a group of people that already feels that they they're voiceless. Mm -hmm. And that's why they voted for Trump, because yeah. they felt that, you know, their voices were getting lower and lower, whether it be, oh, you know, some plot to uh turn america communist whether it be just white supremacist values whether it be uh all these this country is becoming more minority based and we're going to lose our way of life whatever but you're all but you're essentially feeding intentionally or unintentionally feeding into that whole voiceless narrative where these people who already feel like they're losing their country is now being censored so it calls the First Amendment into question. But the thing is, people can just simply say, hey, yo, no, this, this had nothing to do with the First Amendment because it's a private company. They don't have to adhere to that. Okay. Because <laughs> just this whole situation is giving me post-9-11 vibes. Like, 9-11 happens. It's all oh, it's tragic. This is one of the worst things to happen on American soil. So let's pass the Patriot Act that gives that grants the government huge oversight over our freedoms. And you're just like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This uh, this seems like a bit much. Uh, like, I understand that this was horrible, but this seems like a huge overreaction. So your your answer, your answer for somebody outside of the U.S. coming in and doing committing this act on this. Is to heavily police the U.S. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like that—that that wasn't like that wasn't a, something that Americans did. That was something that people outside of America did. So why are you essentially saying, "All right, we're going to create this. We're going to create this, and we're, we're going to track people's. We're going to listen into people's conversations. We're going to do all this stuff." You're like, "Wait, that, that has nothing to do with us." Even with the even with everything that went down. Oh yeah, he's in Afghanistan. Uh oh, some of Bin Laden's in Afghanistan. All right, yeah, we're gonna go to Afghanistan. We're going to Iraq. Hey, wait, 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 what? what? Mm -hmm. Why are we in Iraq? Oh, because this dictator is doing bad things. Uh, what does this have to do with the other guy? He was the one that did. That was the entire point of us going over there. And then, like ten years later, we're still over there. We're like. This was never about Osama, was it? <laughs> no, you guys just wanted an excuse to go over there. And, so and the government now, is using. Yeah, and now it just seems like um, with this situation, even though it was bad, but their reaction to it is like, this doesn't. Like, people are saying, oh, this is 
crazy. They're trying to overthrow the government, and I'm like, eh, that's the wrong place to do it. <laughs> but my, I mean, I, I digress. Like, I, if you were wanting to overthrow the government, I would, I would think that you'd go to the White House. But I guess going to the Capitol building works, and just with everything. Like with a severe lack of security, I'm like, eh, overthrow the government. Okay, I guess you can say that. But the reaction to everything that was going on was very, very. It just seems like a, a little bit too much. Oh, a little bit too much. And I feel like it's going to get a lot more restricted and a, and a more emphasis on censorship under the guise of what's. Pre- uh, under the guise of protection and under the guise of security, but it's just essentially more of the freedom of speech aspect taken away. Look, I I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that these conservatives say. I don't, but they have the right to say it. Like, but when you start saying, "Hey, yo, we're just going to t- take away their voice." Because it incites violence, but completely ignore anything on the other side that does the exact same thing, except you just agree with a lot of more of their values, then that's a problem. Because it's, there, there's a clear narrative that you're trying to, a clear um, precedent that you're trying to set that uh, we don't want this particular viewpoints on our platform, but we'll accept these particular viewpoints. But your platform is supposed to be apolitical. It's just supposed to essentially just be neutral to whatever viewpoints a person has and just allow them to say what they have to say. Of course, there's going to be people who, on the fringe on any pol- of any political party of any stance of anything like that. You're going to have those people in like in Christianity, you're going to have them in the liberal party and the conservative party that's just out there that this is going to be like, you know what we should do? Oh yeah, what should we do? We should overthrow the government. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's not, it's not too hasty there. Let's let's be rational about this. But that's in every group. But to simply say that, oh well, we're banning it because they're on the conservative side, but completely absolve all of the bad actors on the liberal side is a pro- is very problematic because. It gives this impression that um, let's see, it it gives this impression, it gives this impression that um, it, uh, essentially this uh one side good, other side bad, and when it's a matter of no, it's just the difference of opinion at the end of the day. Now some people's differences of opinion they may feel more strongly, and then they wind up essentially acting out. But like I said, that's both sides. Like both sides act out. That's any group. Any group has those actors that act out. But what you're doing right now is I I don't agree with it, especially when you have other platforms that have these users on it who does the same thing that this platform is doing. But you're saying that this platform should be held responsible for what their users post but you don't have that type of logic when it comes to Twitter or when it comes to Facebook, at least to my knowledge, you don't. 
And then when you do enforce these very vague, very broad policies, it's inconsistent in its enforcement. Because then you have people with normal pages posting stuff, their pages get taken down and banned. And then the like people with more money, let's be honest, or uh, more sex appeal or anything like that posting the same, if not worse, content getting the pass. So now it's just a matter of all right. So this this isn't about uh, a unilateral policy. It's about just enforcing it on who you uh, or who you don't want it to be enforced with, and who you who you like and who you don't like, essentially. And that that's where I've seen it lead towards. I hope I'm wrong, but it don't look like it's uh, going to be, get better anytime soon. Well, I think that at the end of the day, this this plays right into what the scripture says about uh, the last kingdom being divided and the last kingdom being destroyed. You know, it it is it to me is very interesting that you know so many conservative Christians, you know that they always say, well, America uh, has to be destroyed in order for the the quote unquote beast to rise. You know, and it's it's happening in front of their eyes. It's happening in front of our eyes and people can't even see it. And there, there are so many scriptures that point to that. You know, when I look at um, Daniel chapter two, when he explained the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw. And when he talked about the head of gold and the chest of silver and the, the, uh, the waist of, I believe it was bronze and uh, the knees of, of, uh, of iron and then the feet. What he said about the feet is very interesting and I actually want to take some time to read that. Uh, in verse 41 in Daniel chapter 2, whereas you saw the feet and the toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. As the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw the iron mixed with clay, they will mingle their seeds with men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And so to me, that speaks of the division of America that speaks of the political division that speaks especially of the racial division. Cause did you catch when he said they will min- mingle their seed with men, but they won't adhere to one another. Mm-hmm. That goes back to this ex- same example. Now where you have black people saying, well, if it was us storming the Capitol, we know it would have been a bloodbath. Y'all would have shot us on the spot. But when they stormed the Capitol, Oh, Y'all police was taking selfies with them. Y'all opened the doors and said, come on in. Mm-hmm. Y'all do whatever y'all want to do. We right behind you. To me, that speaks to what Daniel is seeing because he's seeing a divided kingdom that is both strong and weak. We say it all the time. Well, America's the most powerful country in the world. Military's everywhere. Money everywhere. But you have a lot of poverty. You have a lot of infighting. You have a lot of socioeconomic division. You have a lot of racial and political division. So we see 
where this last kingdom is both strong and weak. It's, it's, it's like Daniel is describing what America looks like right now. And then when you keep going, verse 44, he said, in the days of these kings, the Elohim of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. And that kingdom shall not be left to other people, meaning Gentiles shall rule. Now, we're talking about the fact that um, in this series, who the, the real Jews are and who the real Gentiles are. So when we look at who's ruling in America, we know that it's not his children. So it would have to be the Gentiles. And he said, this kingdom shall be broken into pieces along with the other kingdoms that are with it. And this kingdom shall stand forever. So when we're talking about the censorship, and we're talking about the political divide and we're talking about all of the other types of divides in this country. The Most High showed this to Daniel 2,500 years ago. He said in, in, your, in this last kingdom, it's going to be strong and it's going to be weak. And America, it has to dissolve in order for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. It has to. It has to. And it looks like Trump is the perfect scapegoat to do away with the Constitution. You know, in my opinion, the Constitution has already um, been done away with because different government entities have already been enforcing uh, ordinances that do not line up with the Constitution. But now, now that we have a, a higher level of chaos within the country, it's going to be easier to trample on it and to step on it and for America to lose her power. But if that's the case, then his people should be given the most high thanks. See, in my opinion, this is not this. This shouldn't be us. Oh, look at how bad it makes us look as a country. Look at how mm -mm. to me, we should be saying Thank you, Father, because we're closer to her destruction. Didn't he stay in Revelations? Oh, heaven and earth rejoices at her fall because he has avenged the blood of the saints on her. Think about this. Think about all of the bloodshed that America has done to her people. I'm sorry, not her people, to the most wise people. Just think about it. Think about all of the hangings, all of the lynchings, all of the uh, police killings, all of the um, abortions, because they push us to have abortions. They don't push their people to have abortions. They only, they push us to have abortions. And when we look at all of these things, it, it's like, well, you have gone out of your way to make sure that you genocide us. And in doing that, you're fulfilling the scripture. When I look at, I'm going to look it up right now. I think it's Revelation 19. It's not 19. But when I look at what the scripture says, 
and what the scripture says about what Babylon would do and how Babylon would behave and how Babylon would fall. It's very clear that um, we're looking at America. There it is. It's in, it's in um, Revelation chapter 18. And so let's see. Let's start at verse 21. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be uh, thrown down and shall not be found anymore. The song of harpists, musicians, flutists, trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of the millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of the lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. And by your sorcery, the nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets, the saints, and all those who were slain on the earth. And so when I think about that, in her was found the blood of the prophets, the people who speak on behalf of the Most High. It's not your Christian pastors and leaders. No, that's those people who speak out against what she's doing. And the blood of the saints. Remember, it's, we talked about what a saint was. A saint is not a Christian. Mm -hmm. A saint is a descendant of the Most High. It is the descendants of the children of the people who've been given the Torah. You cannot be a saint unless you've been given the Torah. So in her was found the blood of the prophets, the blood, the, the blood of the saints, and all those who were slain in the earth. That sounds like America. Okay? And he is uncovering her blood right now. These things are going to continue to unfold. And we as a people, we have to be ready spiritually we have to be ready physically we also have to discern what's going on that's why we're doing this uh series about who's who who's the gentile who's the people in the judgment that's why we have to know what's going on and know who's who because the most high told you he said that last kingdom gonna be a divided kingdom and it's going to be divided to the point to where it crumbles. But that crumbling is a sign that heaven and earth is going to be rejoicing. Because when I go to the very next scripture, at the beginning of the chapter, Revelation chapter 19, he said, after these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, hallelujah, salvation or physical deliverance and glory and honor and power belong to Yahuwah, our Elohim. For true and righteous are his judgments because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication and has avenged on her the blood of his servants that were shed by her. So he's saying, as this judgment falls on America, heaven and earth should be rejoicing. His people should be thanking him. His people should be praising him because they are being avenged. Why are we saying, why look at how this makes us look when America has not even treated us like we are its own? We, we say America is ours, black people. We say this. But the reality is you still haven't even been given the decency of your reparations. Very true. Like they fight to the tooth and nail about... Um, hey. doing it. Oh, what I seen your post recently from Dave Ramsey, no less, uh, saying that uh, we we have black people asking for 
uh, reparations for slaves that they never were. And I'm like, you, it's, it's crazy how people claim that they are just, you know, these Bible loving Christians, but don't read the Bible because the Bible is all about re- repairing what you broke. <laughs> like that, that's, that's, that's what true reconciliation Yeah, you is. have to restore these people to what they would have been had you not done that action. But you guys are just mm-hmm. so delusion deluded into thinking, oh well, I'm a Christian. I'm, you know, we're upholding the values. But when it comes to this one thing, you guys just want to completely skirt away with that. Like, oh well, that, that's different. Oh, you know, we're mm-hmm. supposed to forgive. We're supposed to uh, seek justice and all this. But what about justice for these people? Uh, they, 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 well, they weren't slaves, so it don't matter. But that. Like you guys don't want to deal with the long-term ramifications of your actions, just deal with anything else but that. Like you see it with other mainstream uh, white ministers, where they'll talk about the the Bible. Well, in the Bible, it talks about how uh, this, this, and that, and then uh, that you know America is emperor's punishment because of abortion and because of this and because of that and. Whenever people raise, well, what about slavery? Oh, not, uh, I don't know about that. It's not, it's not. It's not about slavery. It's not. It's not that. You know that that was that that was just so long ago. It couldn't have been about that. But you know, it was about communism. You know, we're it's about the left and the right. That's what it is. But what about slavery? Oh, let's not be too hasty there. It's like, bro, like it's almost like they know that it's about that, but they don't want to acknowledge it at all. They just want to just dust it under the rug like, nah, we didn't do all that. Like, that that, that thing mm-hmm. ended so long ago. Uh, you know, your, your reparations was the Civil War, and that's like some of the most crazy, that's like craziest thing, because when you bring up that same logic for World War II, then they're like, oh, well, you're, you're trying to deflect. How's that a deflection? Because we can do a compare and contrast with completely with that. So like you're saying that uh, our reparations was the freedom that we got in World War II. Okay, oh, not World War II, a civil war. Okay, so, uh, and that's the reason why we don't get reparations. But the Jewish people who went through the Holocaust were also set free during World War II and they got reparations. So you're saying that they should give the money back because their freedom should have been enough but whenever you ask that, it's like, oh, well, that's different. How's that different? The only difference is the years. They went through trial and turmoil for, what, seven years? Five to seven years? Whereas Black people went through that for 200 plus years. So if you're saying that they get, what, was it like 80-something billion dollars, their own country and a stipend, billions every year since then from a country that what wasn't even involved in their suffering was actually involved in their liberation but they still got to pay them billions of dollars so what what would that mean for black people and their descendants if you extrapolate extrapolate that little package that you gave them during that seven years of suffering to us for over 200 years of suffering and that's not even including Reconstruction and Jim Crow and all of the laws that's still on the books. 
but people don't want to acknowledge it. I mean, I think I think that when when it comes to the whole reparations debate, at the end of the day, we're asking our oppressors to give us what what's rightfully ours, and they haven't. And so if that's the case, why would we as a nation, why would we as a people say, well, this is our nation. America is not our nation. It is where we live. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's it. It, it is, it's, it's only where we live. This is not our nation. This is not ours. We have no control over the laws that are created. And please don't say, you know, well, we have black congressmen and black uh, governors and black uh, political represent, representation. They, they, do not create the laws. They are given instructions on what laws can be created and established. Um, the, poli- the politics of America are not, it's not run by politicians. There's a, a, a heavier hand behind the politician. And so we've been convinced that, well, because we have black representatives, then we can get what is rightfully ours, which we haven't. And that's been proven for the past, what, 50, 60 years. At the end of the day, this is not our nation. We have no control over its companies, over its businesses, over the means of production, over its laws that are created, over the police. The majority of black people are all for defunding the police because we know that to us, they have done more harm than good, but to them, they have done more good than harm. So we're all for defunding the police and removing the police. That The police is nothing but a glorified KKK member. That's nothing but a glorified overseer of the plantation. The, the police comes directly from slavery. It comes directly from the plantation. Again, this is not our nation. This is just where we live. And when we can accept that as a people, then we can see America for the wicked nation that it is. And we will stop arguing with our enemies about what they owe us because they're never going to give it to us just like the egyptians did not give what was rightfully due to the israelites for all their work what happened the most high had to bring plagues and had to bring egypt to her knees in order for her to say you know what go serve your elohim and go do it with all of this wealth same thing is going to happen in america these plagues will continue to unfold and they will acknowledge who we are. Remember what he said in Revelation 3. He said, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews but are not and lie. He said, I will make them come and bow before your feet and they will know that I have loved you. The way he's going to make them come and bow before our feet is not because we praying and saying, most I do this. It's because he's going to plead with them with plagues. And the plagues are going to destroy them and they are going to go through pain and suffering to the point to where they say, you know what? Y'all the people, here's all, everything that's due you, y'all can go. Please go because we can't take these plagues anymore. That's what's going to happen. And that's what our people need to be getting ready for. We shouldn't be yoking up saying, let's pray for this country. No, 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 no. If we pray for this country, we should be saying, most high, thank you for this judgment. Let it continue to fall. Keep your people within this country. Help us to wake up and see what's going That's on. That's something that I never but understood. That's something that I never understood. This country has done so many heinous things, not only to other countries, but to your people. And your response is to pray for for the country. And it's like, 
when has the Bible condoned wickedness? Like, why are you choosing to continuously pray for a country that clearly doesn't want you? Where it's clear that every time you pray, the same stuff keeps happening. So it means that you're praying for the wrong thing. Like, you, like, um, like we've said this before, like, Christianity is probably the one religion that essentially gets rid of your critical thinking. If you've been praying for the mm. same thing for hundreds of years and it still hasn't happened, doesn't wouldn't that mean that you've been praying for the wrong thing? Or that's not what the most high wants you to pray for? Or maybe you should go back to your book to see that that ain't what you're supposed to be praying for. People want to quote uh, Psalm 51 and Psalm 23 and not Psalm 109 when he's like, look, these people, when David is essentially saying, look, he revels in the defeat of his enemy. He was like, look, make his mm-hmm. uh his wife a widow and his uh child fatherless. That ain't no oh we're just gonna pray it away. No, if you're gonna pray, you you pray for the downfall of your enemy because he keeps mm-hmm. coming at you. But we've been conditioned into thinking that oh, you know, we're just supposed to pray for this nation, you know, pray for better leadership. No, because it's clear it ain't getting better, it's been getting worse. And you're not supposed to be praying for for the wicked to come like to come to the light. You're just supposed to say, "Hey, yo, look, look, let the Most High have His way with that. If He chooses to have them come to the light, cool. If not, cool. But I'm not about to be an accessory to the this wickedness here by trying to uh, excuse it or anything like that under the guise of some fake." virtue signaling oh well i'm better than this person because i'm praying for them who cares if you're praying for them clearly the prayers ain't working because they still acting up (laughs) and they've been acting up so you the fool (laughs) like you the fool how you gonna like you're over clinging on to some faux sense of honor or faux sense of virtue oh well i'm i'm nonviolent. you know this this wicked person burnt up my church and killed my people and raped my women, but I prayed for them and I took the high road. Nigga, you the fool. <laughs> what? Like, what What I do that at? Like, so you just not, it, it sounds like coward talk. <laughs> and, and, and it just baffles me that we can, we continuously try to uplift this type of rhetoric where it's like, bro, oh yeah, you know what we did was we we just prayed for them, even though he killed nine people in this church. We prayed for him, and you know we prayed that he changes his ways. Are you serious? Like so, so you? Because the only thing that makes you do it makes you look weak. That's not something like you don't see any other community doing this, but it's actively promoted in ours. You don't see uh, any other community promoting this type of goofiness. Oh, you know it's a. Sure, these people came into our place of business and killed us, but you know, we forgive them and this and that. That's goofy talk. It's <laughs> straight lunacy. And pretending like that's some, some moral high ground, bro, it gets them gone. Like, we don't have time to be thinking about this foolish stuff about how, oh, you know, we got to be morally superior than our enemy. Bro, get morality out of this. Look, these, these people about are about destroying kids like stealing killing and destroying and you over here talking about some moral high ground if you don't get that mess out of here we're like in a war who cares about morals 
you you're, you're committing immoral acts every single day in war. So, coming. Hold on, hold on, yes. hold hold on, yes. I don't I don't think that it's necessarily taking the moral high ground. In my opinion, it is moral to fight your yes to defend yourself. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't I don't think that it's um immoral to do. I don't that. think it is either. If someone is coming into my house, yeah. So just an example: if someone is coming into my house. And their plan is to rape my wife and they will not stop until they do it. And I can fight them all I want. But if they continue to come, I have no choice but to kill them in order to stop them from doing what is wicked. Now, is my act immoral? No, it's not. My act is not immoral because I am defending the woman I love. And it, it, we have to have that same mindset when it comes to America. We are defending and protecting our people, the ones we love, whom she has hated. So why would we cover them in prayer, asking the Most High to cover them and bless them and change their hearts and all of that stuff? When that person trying to come in your house and do that to your wife, you can't pray for them. You have to handle that. And that should be our disposition as a people. We need to make sure that we are in the position of we got to protect our own. We got to defend our own. We got to fight for our own and not for them. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to let you continue. Black people, we need to stay out of this fight. I, Go ahead. That's per that, That's exactly it. I've seen that post more and more, which is great because I'm like, good. At least we can agree on that. This ain't our fight. <laughs> this, is, this, this, this is not, not our fight. fight at all. Like, let them hand, don't be trying to be the, the token Negro. Oh, we just got to get along and nope. Those days are dead. Mm -hmm. Stay out of this. Mm -hmm. We like don't don't be trying to um, be the quote. Don't try to save don't Babylon. Let her fall. Let her fall. Let her fall. Like let her you, fall. There's too let her way fall. too many times where we've been the face of trying to save America and blah all this garbage, or then they mm -hmm. try to force us to be the face of that. No, not this time. This has nothing mm -hmm. to do with us. This is infighting with them you see how many op-eds and how many um articles and tv shows and movies where whenever we have some infighting on our end they'd be like oh what about black on black crime what about this what about that and then they try to bash us bash us bash us treat it as all this something innate inherited in our blood and di discount our every opinion all that stuff don't get involved in this this has nothing to do with us that is a them problem. So don't don't do it and don't pray for it either. Don't even pray for it. Unless you're praying for the acceleration of it. Don't be saying, oh, I want peace. Nope. It's too late for that. Like we we've dealt with 400 years of hell and you want peace. Like you better pray for punishment. <laughs> like when are you gonna start praying for that? Like honestly. When are you going to start praying for punishment? You like you've we've harped on the four hundred year thing. We've harped on the uh, Jim Crow. We've harped on Reconstruction. We've harped on slavery for decades, but nobody ever encourages one another to pray for punishment for these people, for these actions, for this, for what this country did. No one prays for punishment. Like these people are just getting off scot free with the most heinous act in human history. And you guys can, like, people continuously want to pray 
for healing, for no. Pray for punishment. This needs to be avenged. Like this, this is a stain that needs to be avenged. It, it, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We can pray for you know reparations, and all that stuff, but this still needs to be avenged. Like there's no no way around this. Like this punishment has gone unpunished for way too long, and we have been the token prayer warriors for a nation that doesn't deserve it. So stop, flip it, and just say, "Look, we're praying for punishment." Like this, this, this has gone on for far too long. You guys are tripping, y'all been tripping, and we've been too nice. So let's step, take a step back, and start praying for punishment. Like that's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read um, Revelation 18, the first few verses. Just, just so that we can see what the Most High said, what happened to her, and what we're supposed to do. Um, I, I, when I talk to people about what's going on, um, when it comes to us as a people, the fact that we're waking up and beginning to keep the commandments, which is what the Most High said would happen in the last days. When I talk to us as a people about the judgment that will befall America and the world in the last days and how those two things are tied together. I, I, I always tell people, you, you have to remember to do what he said in the last days. And I'll give you a prime example. When um, Yahushua was telling them uh, in Matthew, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, don't go off your roof and go in your house and get a coat. You won't have time. You need to leave because if you don't leave, you will be caught and pray that you don't have to leave in the winter on the Sabbath. Now, that happened about 40 years later when Rome surrounded Jerusalem and ransacked Jerusalem in 70 AD. Millions were killed. Millions went into to bondage and a few hundred thousand were, were scattered into different areas in uh, Africa and what we know now as the Middle East. And so if they did not know what he was saying to them prophetically, they would have put their trust in the Roman Empire who was ruling them at that time and it would have gotten them killed. And so the same way they had to know what time they were living in when it comes to prophecy, we as his people have to also know the time that we are living in when it comes to prophecy so that we can do what he told us to do. And he gave us very clear instructions and I'm going to read a verbatim. In Revelation 18, starting at verse 1, after these things, after the, 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 the final uh, plagues and the final trumpets, after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great authority, and the angel was illuminated with his glory, and he cried mightily with a loud voice, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons a prison for every foul spirit and a clay, a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying that this is what we have to pay attention to. Come out of 
her my people. Remember, my people is not Christians. My people is the people that he called by name. It is the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the true Israelites, the so-called Negro who has been scattered to the four corners of the earth. That's my people. So in the last days, our instructions regarding Babylon, this wicked system that America rules, but it's worldwide. It's a worldwide system that she is the head of. What does he say? Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive her plagues. That's why we can't do what she does. We can't claim this nation. We can't do whatever she wants us to do. We can't believe whatever she wants us to believe. We can't follow whatever she wants us to follow. Because in doing that, we'll receive of her plagues. And her plagues are here. And we're going to keep going a little bit so we can prove that. For her sins have reached to heaven. And the Elohim has remembered her iniquities or her lawlessness. Listen, render to her just as she rendered to you. America did not pray for the Most High's people. America cursed the Most High's people. America destroyed the Most High's people. America judged the Most High's people. And so he's telling us, give her what she gave you. You ought not be praying that there's peace in America. You ought not be praying that there's comfort and joy and blessings in America. You ought to be praying for her downfall and her destruction. That's what the Bible tells us to do. And repay her double according to her works. And the cup that she has mixed, mixed double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously. How was America able to live luxuriously off of the back of 250 years of free labor? That's how. So the same way that she was able to exalt herself and glorify herself and live luxuriously off the backs of the descendants of the Israelites, that same measure shall be given to her in torment and sorrow. So the same way that the world looks at America like this is just a place to be and it's just the greatest nation in the world and no one can, can contend with this nation. It's just that awesome. They're going to look at her in sorrow and torment. And they're going to say, oh, my goodness, this is the worst place to be. This is just a, a nation that's destroyed. It's desolate. That's what's going to happen to her. And double, double is going to happen to her. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen. I am no widow and I will not see sorrow. And he ends it by saying, therefore, her plagues will come in one day. Death, mourning, famine. I would say all of those plagues have already started here in America. The death with the COVID, the mourning with the, uh, the sadness of losing your businesses and losing your home and having stuff locked down and you can't do what you used to always do, and famine, the economic collapse, the, the long food lines, and she will be utterly burned with fire for strong is Yahuwah, the Elohim, who judges her. Our instructions are very clear. This is judgment. 
This is her downfall. This is her collapse. This is her end. And so the division that we talked about at the beginning, the censorship, the disruptions, the political clashing, that is part of her fall because he said a kingdom divided can't stand. Daniel chapter two, the last kingdom would be brittle. It would be strong and weak, just like iron can't mix with clay and they will mingle their seed, meaning there will be some of different nationalities, black, white, different ethnicities, unable to come together. In the time of those kings, that kingdom would be destroyed and the kingdom of Elohim would come up. Come out of her, my people. Stop trying to own her. Stop trying to claim her. Stop trying to say, this is my nation. This is, this is what I believe in. This is what I want for us. Look at how the world looks at us now. The world is going to look at America and mourn. Don't claim her. You just live her. You just a sojourner here. You just wandering through until the most high comes to execute judgment, which he's already started. It has started. Because what did he say? Death, mourning, famine. That's what we're looking at right now. And it will continue to get worse. That's why we must come out of her, my people. That's why we cannot participate in her sins so that we don't partake in her plagues because her sins have reached heaven and the most high has remembered her iniquity and he's going to render to her double according to her works. So as much as she elevate herself, he's about to tear her down. Y'all don't think that's already started. Y'all don't think that's already started. America is on her knees. She is on her knees. Trump was all a part of the plan. And Biden not going to fix anything. That's why we, we, we keep saying this. We say the scripture almost every podcast. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Do cursed is the one who trusts in man, whose heart turns to flesh and turns away from the most high. We can't put our trust in these politicians, y'all. I don't care what color they look like. I don't care what they say they stand for. I don't care if they not, quote, as evil as Trump. We cannot put our trust in them because they are going to fall just like Babylon. They represent Babylon. They represent the system. We can't put our trust in them. We have to put our trust in the most high. We have to do what he said. We have to believe what he told us to believe. We have to follow what he told us to follow because he said that this would come to pass. And it's coming to pass right now, right in front of us. And it's time for us to wake up, to realize what's happening and to do what he told us to do. Because the, the things that's going on in the earth, they ain't going to stop. They're not going to stop. It's going to keep getting worse. And it's the most high saying, give me my people back. Give me my children back. He said he would plead with the nations over his people. He said in Isaiah, I, I declare to the north, send me my people, send me my sons and my daughters. I declare it to the south. I declare it to the east and to the west. Send me my children. So the chaos and the tumult. Oh, yes, it's, it's going to keep coming. And our job is to come out of her, not participate in what she told us to participate in. And to pray for her judgment, because in her judgment is our salvation. Well, we had about an hour. Is you got anything else you want to add before quick, we close quick, this one out? Uh, quit playing, quit playing with these people. 
quit praying for niceness. Start praying for the things that they said you shouldn't pray for. We've spent way too long mm-hmm. abiding by their rules in terms of how we should pray and how we should worship and all that stuff. Start praying for judgment. That's it. You ain't going to be, if somebody says, oh, we shouldn't do that, tell them to kick rocks because this nice shtick ain't working. Start praying for judgment. Start praying for punishment to be enacted. Start praying for um, for uh, pretty much recompense. Start praying for those things. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to do the things that you probably knew deep down inside that you should have been doing anyway. But you were too afraid because of what what people might have thought. Oh, you can't let... Uh, uh, you know, bitterness and, you know, that vengeance, vengeful spirit to come because, the you know, the Lord, he said, vengeance is mine. How can vengeance, like, if he said vengeance is mine, then let him have it. Ask him to enact it. He's doing it right now. <laughs> yes, He's doing it right ask now. him to enact it. If vengeance is his, yeah. ask him to right do now. it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you keep, like, you keep saying don't enact vengeance and wondering why vengeance hasn't been enacted because you keep praying for forgiveness for the wicked who needs to be punished. You keep tell you keep you keep Destroyed. the most high is in there with, with the belt waiting to spank this kid, but you over here like all oh, this kid's gonna do better. He I know she just broke the window and tore up the floors and all this stuff, but he gonna do better, and the kid don't. And it's time for you to just say, I'm done. Go at them. Have it, have it your way. I'm out. Just let it happen. Pray for what you know deep down inside that you should have been praying for to begin with. All this stuff shouldn't be forgiven. And all this stuff hasn't been forgiven. Because if it had, we would be in a lot better space. And the reason why it hasn't been, because it needs to be avenged. It's all biblical. You know you know what you need to do. Quit hand-holding these folks. They don't deserve it. They haven't earned it. They haven't fought for you the way that you know you should be fought for. They haven't passed the laws that you know that should have been passed, gotten rid of the laws that you should, knew that, shouldn't be, that should have gotten rid of. They, they haven't done anything. Outside of giving you some black faces in high places that haven't done anything for you. Anything tangible. They'll give you a holiday, but they won't give you your reparations. They'll give you a black face, but they won't give you what's owed to you. And then then um gaslight you into thinking that what you're asking for is too much. But what they've done, but what they've done to you is way too way, way, way too much but then have the audacity to try to change their history into thinking that slavery is not that bad, that, you know, you guys are just exaggerating. You know, the burnt, the kids burning up in the churches or us coming into your churches and murdering folks, oh, you should just forgive us. But they don't adhere to the same rules that they're telling you to adhere to. You guys got stop being cowards. That, that's all I got. Stop being cowards. You know dang well that this is wrong. You know dang well that this is wrong. Stop feeding into it. And start praying for vengeance. Start praying for this to be avenged. Start praying and asking the Most High to actually start punishing folks. Stop. 
just just stop with this foolishness of thinking that morality and having the quote-unquote moral high ground is the best option when having a more high ground has only done nothing but get you beaten. That's like a consolation prize. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not getting something tangible, but at least, you know, I'm, I'm a better person. Bro, nobody cares about that. If you don't get to get the praying and asking the most high to enact his vengeance upon these people. And for you, to, if you just continue to want to forgive, then you the fool. And you and you better be careful with that because you may just be one of the ones that get caught up in these plagues because you just refuse to let go of the system. Mm-hmm. My my mom used to tell me because you know we talk about this stuff a lot. We talk about this stuff for a while, even before I came into the church. The 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 the, uh, the truth. My mom used to say, you know. Ernest, we got to pray for peace, but we got to plan for war. And that's that's really that really has to be um, our disposition. If if we pray for peace, there must be peace amongst our people. If anyone is to come together, it must be our people. I don't think all of our people are going to come together, but there have to be enough of us to come together under the word of the most high to keep his commandments and do what he told us to do. And at the same time, we have to prepare for war because the scripture is very clear about what happens to his people in the last days. We see what's already happened to us and that is going to continue to unfold in front of our eyes. It's not an accident that this happened with COVID in the backdrop. It's not an accident that that uh, this major riot that is causing all of this chaos, that that happened while they're trying to introduce new lockdowns, while they're trying to get everybody to take the vaccine, while they're trying to censor a lot of uh, people on the internet. That None of that stuff is an accident. All of that stuff is the kingdom falling, and we have to make sure that we don't fall with it. So if you understand what we're saying about us being the chosen people, us coming out of her and um, doing the most high commandments and doing what he told us to do, talk to your family about it. Pray for your family. Share this podcast. Share some, some posts. There's a ton of information on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter about what we are supposed to be doing. Share these scriptures with your family. Share them scriptures about Revelation. Share them scriptures about Daniel. Share the scriptures about us being the chosen people and what we need to be doing in these last days because we're not trying to get caught up in these plagues. Some of our people will get caught in the plagues because they love Babylon too much. We can't do that. We have to follow the Most High. Her destruction is our elevation. Remember what he said in James. He who humbles himself shall be exalted. He who exalts himself shall be humbled. She has exalted herself. And he's humbling her. He has humbled us. He's about to exalt us. So as we leave, we're going to leave y'all with this. You already know. The most high is true. His word is true. But the church is a lie. Peace.